This season we're in right now is actually mm. extremely ghetto. A lot of people want to sit up here and say, oh, I see a life coach. You see this? You need to see a therapist. Yeah, yeah. You need to see a therapist. Tell them again. Okay? <laughs> and then if you're going to see a life coach, at least see a therapist who is a life coach. Come on. So you can get the best of both worlds. Lauren Michelle Jackson. Lauren Michelle Jackson. Lauren Michelle Jackson. Professional connections are everything. Those relationships opens the door to different avenues that you didn't even know. And also, they expand your mindset to think about life outside of what is just in our narrow purview. Nurture those relationships because nine times out of ten, it's going to lead to your next opportunity. I specifically heard guys say, don't take this job. But when you broke and you tired of, and I'm not used to being broke. Yeah, I've yeah. always had like two or three jobs. Yeah. And I never had to ask anybody for anything because I always stay working. Black women are typically the go-to women for everything. If you notice politically, for when it comes to healthcare and things of that nature, they rely on us. They don't do right by us, but they rely, rely on, on us, us, right? Yeah. To fix things. Right. So we get, our clientele is very diverse, but mm -hmm. we make no mistake in saying we're here for women of color while prioritizing black women's mental health. She calling me, can't come to work. Oh, that's ghetto. It's the fifth. Deadline was the first. Oh, that's ghetto. Payroll do again. Pockets hurt. Oh, that's ghetto. Good idea. Now we buying merch. Oh, that's ghetto. Payment miss. Ooh, the ghetto. Say she quit. Ooh, the ghetto. Late on your rent. Rent is ghetto. New event. Ooh, the ghetto. Invoice in. That ain't ghetto. Money spin. Oh, that's ghetto. Hold on. It's kind of ghetto being a CEO. Welcome back to another episode of the Ghetto CEO Podcast, where we talk about all things being a CEO, because honestly... It's a little ghetto. And they don't talk about it in the streets. Okay. So we got to talk about it on this podcast. And listen, if you have been enjoying this, if you have been blessed in your spirit by this podcast, make sure you like, comment, and subscribe. And please, please leave us a review. Okay. Not just a review on YouTube, but go over there to Apple, go over there to Spotify, and leave us a review. And if you enjoyed this podcast, you should check out our Monday meetings because every Monday at 5 a.m., me and my brother Cody, we sit down and we talk about the real business, our business behind being a CEO. But today is no different. We're going to talk about the behind the scenes of being a CEO. We bring you guys entrepreneurs that's willing to be honest, that's willing to be transparent. And so today we're bringing you another CEO. Welcome to the couch. Thank you. <laughs> Thank you for having me. Yes. Now this is going to be so much fun. So listen, introduce yourself, but okay. not a regular way. Can oh, you Lord. give us a hot 15? Can you give us some bars to introduce yourself? Now I saw you do this to other people <laughs> and I Are was like, like now wait a minute. <laughs> I heard you don't do this all the time. I know, I know, I know. It, I just felt the, the energy that you had, like, a little... You, you felt to, that for me. <laughs> That's the last one. Okay. No, you didn't feel it. Okay, you got a song in your spirit? Any musical talents? I can hold a note. Ooh. Ish. Ish. Lori. Yeah. <laughs> Tell us who you are, friend. <laughs> My name is Lauren Michelle Jackson. I am originally from Chicago. I just moved to Atlanta. Yay. It'll be a year, September 9th. I can't okay, believe that. welcome. Um, I am the owner and founder of the Mental Health Private Practice Cultivate Your Essence. Yes. We are... Black women ran and owned, so I am the owner, but everybody on my team is a black woman. Period. All okay. the therapists, all the support staff, everybody in the C-suite, with the exception of one, but his wife is really his boss, so yeah. she's <laughs> she black she's black to own, too, yeah. so we're just dope black women creating something yes. great. Yes, he is black owned is what that I love. That part. 
that part. I love it. I love it. Okay, so tell us about this journey to CEO. How did we get here? And I know it's just been ghetto along the way. Ooh, very. This time period, this season we're in right now is actually mm. extremely ghetto. What about it? Ooh. So July, I mean, what people don't realize, I'm a mental health therapist. So okay. this is our first season. Mm-hmm. I opened in 2018. We've been open during the pandemic. This is our first slow season. Mm. Because now it's sunshine and we don't really have no real COVID restrictions. Yeah. So now people are outside. Yeah. They don't think they need us. But right when it turns fall, that's when they all going to come flooding back. Because this when the holidays come back. This when Christmas, Thanksgiving, you thinking about all the grief and all the things. And then you got to think about the hustle and bustle of work. Yeah. The hustle and bustle of like our kids going back to school. Yeah. All that stuff. So it's kind of just like this is our slow period and then in the midst of that i had two people quit mm. and the way they quit was very ghetto how they quit girl well the problem was chow okay well the problem was with one of them it was really hurtful because mm-hmm. i've known them for such a long time yeah and they didn't tell me personally mm. they sent an email to everybody in my c-suite and did not include me but you know me we're gonna talk you about know this. me yeah and that was extremely hurtful because yeah. she was there from the beginning of when I opened up my mm. practice. So you got that. And then we had another one where I was putting in, this is the year we've been putting in a lot of money yeah. into marketing and yes. trying to put ourselves out there. She quit right after we did our marketing content day. Mm. So now we're trying to edit her out. <laughs> Crop. <laughs> Remove. Because I had image. to do it myself at first and it looked very, very <laughs> good. <laughs> And then I I was just talking to um, my photographer. I was like, can you please do your best work? Yeah. <laughs> Child, we had a speaking engagement at the Black Women's Expo in Chicago. Mm-hmm. And my team, I didn't get a chance to talk to my team out there yet yeah. about it. They just saw a person they haven't met yet was like camouflaged into the picture where the other person they knew was there. Uh-huh. And they was like, uh, oh, what? Uh, I'm like, yeah, I know. We'll talk about that in the next team meeting. It's giving Destiny Child. They did. <laughs> you know how they crop fair out real quick? That's, it's giving you all Adam Michelle. Like, <laughs> girl. I, so this season, and then it was like, I have not had really a slow season. So this time, it was two people who were leaving. So that's one of them was one of my top billers. Mm-hmm. Another one, she was doing her thing at Carrie. Then I had another person who was out for two weeks, another one of my top billers, because she caught COVID. Mm. And then the month before that, she was on a two-week vacation. So I'm like, <laughs> okay, my what pocket. You to say? <laughs> what are you trying my, to say? In the process of still opening the Atlanta practice out mm. here. So it was kind of like funds are like, are you, mm, okay, we're going to sit down for a little bit. Mm. Mm-hmm. Um, I, I was um I had to take out a personal loan because the first time I took out a personal loan, our bank account got hacked. What? When I say it was nothing by the grace of God, my team never missed their payday. Period. That's the blessing in this. Never day. missed yes. the payday. And then the vendors who worked with me, they said, we're not going to charge you until we get all this stuff straight. Mm. So for a good two months, they did not charge me. And by the time we got everything fixed up, they was like, okay, now you can go ahead and pay us right. back. They said, take care of your team, take care of yourself. That's right. So I had to take out a personal loan just because I didn't have access to my money for a good month and a half. Right. So that helped. But then this time around when things were kind of everything was hitting all at once, I took out some just to cover some things. But a lot of it was just 
let me have a cushion just in case. Just in case. Right. Because we've only been doing this, it'll be five years. And mm-hmm. we took off pretty quickly because the pandemic for other businesses, yeah. it slowed them down. They had to close down. We were booming, yeah. uh, obviously. We and at home in our feelings. Ma'am, talk to me. Baby. <laughs> and not only that, it's like we're black women. We're yeah. always sought after as yes. therapists. Facts. Facts. Always. I need you to understand me. Okay. That part. Okay. And it ain't just black people who are seeking us. Yeah. There's mm. a whole article about the mammy complex and how black women are typically the go-to women for everything. If you notice politically for when it comes to healthcare and things of that nature, they re- they rely on us. They don't do right by us, but they rely on, on us, us, right, yeah. to fix things. Right. So we get our clientele is very diverse, but mm-hmm. we make no mistake in saying we're here for women of color while prioritizing black women's mental health. Mm. So we we don't turn down nobody, but right. we make it clear who we're here for. Who we're for. here for, and you know what's up. Right. <laughs> so, you know, it's just this season alone, I feel like I'm like, okay, God, what are you really doing? Yeah. Because it's like I stepped out here on, like, Faith in the first place. Yeah. I'm still trying to figure out how to run a team in Chicago. Yeah. Started the hiring process out here, which is nerve wracking because back home, I know the people I can call and be like, yeah. hey, hey, hey. You no, know, you, you know, know. Yeah. Tell me the backstory. Right. Here it's like, no, we starting over from scratch, scratch. Yeah. And it's like now you got to develop a whole nother skill set of trust and figure learning how to. What you trying to uh-huh. say without really saying it? Uh-huh. You know what I mean? So how many of y'all just gonna be here till you get your name to pop and then you leave? Come on, cause you know we in uh, the city of ATL. Ciao. <laughs> but you know what? It's funny. It's like that everywhere, everywhere. Yeah. And I think coming. Do you want to maintain your vaginal health? Well, you definitely need the V kit. Now listen, we got the foamy a wash. We got the probiotics. We got the uh, boratic acid like it is so much stuff in this kit you can see everything listed right here now listen this kit is going to help you be able to maintain your sexy vagina okay we want to make sure that you are not having any issues down there while you watching the ghetto ceo podcast so we need you to head on over to their website so that you can make sure that you have everything that you need to take your vaginal health to the next level so I want you guys to go to their website and get your My V kit. Now back to the episode. From Chicago, because it's like that black entrepreneurship, young mm-hmm. entrepreneurial um, group. Everybody knows each other, but at the same time, I'd be like, y'all ain't really making no real money. Mm. So I understand how, you know, we can all network and we can look out for each other because that community is important. Right. But then you have some people where it's like, you can't gatekeep everything. For what? You don't get blessed by keeping your hands tightly clenched. For what? You are the sauce anyway. So why are you keeping it tight? Because I can't do the same thing with what you got that I... Let it go. That part. That (laughs) It's hard. So even like before I even um, opened up my practice, I knew it was time for me to leave my job. Mm. When I tell you my mom did not speak to me because I told her I was like, I had a previous brand. It was called Hey Miss Lady. It was like a women's empowerment brand. Okay. Okay. And it was like everything I was doing was flowing and flowing and flowing. And I just knew God was saying it's time for you to go. Because the Mm. first time I stepped into my first job, I was like. The first day, I was like, oh, yeah, I'm not going to last here. <laughs> I just felt that in my spirit. Like, mm-hmm. I was like, I'm going to stay. Y'all going to pay for my licenses. You're going to yeah. pay for my student loans. Yeah. And I'm out. Yeah. I said, legit, I'm going to be here like four or five years, and I'm out. Left in four and a half. Mm. 
And I knew it was like I was praying. I was praying. I was just like, I need this. I need to go. Like the first job, it was like it was cool. But then me and the supervisor didn't like each other. Mm -hmm. She kept trying to CC other people in. And then I would read her for filth. In the doggone email. Because right. it was like, I did my job. Like, right. what's wrong with you? Come on now. Per my last email. Baby. <laughs> and she would get so mad because she would try to write all this stuff about me. But leadership and everything had nothing but praises for me. Yeah. So I was like, okay, let me let me just go to another place. Yeah. So I ended up switching to another department. And when I say that was hell on earth, I was losing my hair. I didn't what? get any sleep. I was crying before I went to work. Mm. And I was like, God, I know this is not what you have for me. It's no. not. So then once things were kind of coming in and when I took the job, God said, you're going to be here less than a year. Mm. And I'm like, no, they paying my student loans. I'm going I'm to ride this out. Yeah. He's like, all right, I'm going to show you. Legit, back to back, something kept happening. And when my hair started to fall out, I was like, I'm ready to go. Okay, I got to figure this out. I, I had to figure it out. So then I left. So I, well, no, I wrote, wrote out my notice, started working towards it. Mm. And then I gave it to him. Gave it to him. They did not accept it. What you mean? I was like, well, you don't have to accept it. I'm not coming I'm not, here. I'm leaving. Like, <laughs> and then I think it finally clicked because I was talking to my homegirl. I was like, do you want the job? She was like, well, yeah. I was like, well, I was coming to my supervisor's office. I said, she, she was like, oh, you changed. I said, no, this is the person that I think would be best to, to fill my position. Right. So then I left. My mom didn't speak to me for two weeks. Why? What was what was going through your mom's mind? She just couldn't fathom God would tell me to leave my job. Mm. You know what's the crazy part, though? My uncle, God bless him and re um, God rest his soul, his company is worth a half a billion dollars. Really? But y'all think only he can be successful. Why? Because he a man? Cause he, Who knows? Why? Who knows? But I think it's that, you know, that baby boomer generation. Yeah, yeah. You don't leave something that's steady, that's mm -hmm. coming in, but you're miserable. Yeah, yeah. You know, you you literally, I can't even give the best to my clients because this job is taking everything out of me. Right, right. So um, everything that I could go through as an entrepreneur, I went through. I left with at least, I saved up at least 30000 Mm-hmm. So I left like good. And typically I, I would have been able to live off of that for a minute because I'm good with my money. Yeah. But I decided to get like um, some additional certification in life coaching. Okay. That ate up half my money right there. Because mm. of course I got to go to the best of the best of the best. Right. Like, you just can't go. You can't that. just go nowhere because that's the problem. A lot of people want to sit up here and say, oh, I see a life coach. You see that you need to see a therapist. Yeah. Yeah. You need to see a therapist. Tell them again. Okay. <laughs> and then if you're going to see a life coach, at least see a therapist who is a life coach. Come on. So you can get the best of both worlds. But right. anyway, I'll get on that soapbox later. Yes. But, um, so that ate up a lot of my money. And then I was like, okay, I got to start finding something. So I started just doing, like, pickup jobs. And I was really just trying to figure it out. I knew I had a great brand at mm -hmm. that time, but it wasn't a business. Yeah. I was doing it, like, with that wave where all the empowerment brunches. Yes, and yes, yes. Speaking engagements. Yes. Like, I was doing all that great stuff. And I'm like, girl, you ain't making no damn money. Yeah. <laughs> This is real cute. You ain't this making is no like a cute-ass hobby. This is real cute. <laughs> you ain't making no yes, damn money. Yes. But it, was, but it was feeding me into my purpose of how I got to cultivate right. your essence. And I think that's, uh, and I want y'all to know out there, because somebody out there got a cute-ass hobby. Okay? And <laughs> it's real cute. It's cute as fuck. Okay? You got the Instagram aesthetics and Maybe. all the things. It might just be feeding into your purpose, but. 
until that shit is making money, it is a hobby. It is a hobby. (laughs) And here's the thing. I didn't have a problem going back to work. I just was smart and strategic about the jobs I would take. Yeah. So I went back to work at a hospital. That was just as needed. That helped keep money in my pocket Mm -hmm. and my bills to pay. Great. They offered me a full-time position. Mm. Everybody was around me because they saw me struggling. Like, I got into a car accident, totaled my car. Had to move back home because I lost my apartment because bed bugs got in there and the apartment complex didn't want to pay for it. What? They said that was my response. I said, where in my, and that's the thing. I'm smart. I read every damn thing. I kept going through my lease. I said, where? Well, it's in, uh -uh, uh-uh, uh-uh. I have it printed out and highlighted. Where? Where? And my friend is a lawyer. Where? Right. So a sheriff had to come and give me like, they said, you got to remove from the premises. I was like, okay, that's fine. So then I had to leave there. So it was like everything that could happen. And then my god sister, she found out, like, I didn't have any groceries. Mm-hmm. And I had just been eating, I think it was the pancakes and the eggs for, like, two weeks. Mm-hmm. She almost fought me in the parking lot at Walmart. What? She was so mad. Because you ain't asked nobody for help because we so damn strong. Yes. Yeah, nobody, nobody knew. Because I was still waiting on my last checks to come in from mm-hmm. work. And then I had, like, some money set aside in an investment account, and I was mm-hmm. waiting for that to come in. But for that time, it was either that or the little um, double cheeseburgers from Burger King. Mm. And that would be only $3. I could afford that. Yeah. So it was just, it was a struggle in the beginning. Yeah. Um, and then I was like, well, let me start working for other people's private practices just so I can get a feel for it. Now, mind you, I never got fired from any jobs until I started working for other people's <laughs> private practices. <laughs> Why was they fired? Girl, they, <laughs> the they was first like, she one, got to go. like, child, the first one, mind you, I'm from Chicago. My, I was driving that car after it got towed, but I was still driving it. Yeah, radiator and all. Okay. I'm going to get to work. Right. It legit broke down on me in the middle of the hood. They Chicago hood, the Chicago hood. That's and first of all, we all know that's the a different, different type hood. of hood. Okay, yes. I was on, and I'm from the South Side, but it was this particular part of the South Side. I'm not leaving my car here. No, broke radiator or not. Okay, y'all ain't <laughs> taking my stuff. Okay, <laughs> so then it got to the place where they called. They was like, "Well, she can't just leave it and, and get an Uber to come for one client." I'm on the south side. Y'all are all the way up north, and I barely can get this damn car from A to Z here. But you want me to push it. So then I legit got a message from the um, receptionist saying, your services are no longer needed here. Mm. I said, wow. Thanks. Okay, cool. I don't need to work for you. Right. Got into another job. Now, this one was my fault. I (laughs) I like the accountability. I I will. (laughs) I specifically heard God say, don't take this job. Mm. But when you broke and you tired of, and I'm and I'm not used to being broke. Yeah, I've yeah, always yeah. had like two or three jobs. Yeah. And I never had to ask anybody for anything because I always stay working. Mm-hmm. I was like, Lord, I'm broke. Yeah. You ain't. He told me to open up my own practice a while ago. I was scared. Mm. I joined that girl's practice. It started off really well. She even wanted to sell me her practice. Mm. Until... Like, my godfather got involved because he's my um, CPA. Uh-huh. Been doing this for, like, damn near 50 years. And he was like, well, I want to see the books. Mm. She wouldn't give them up. Yeah, because your practice wasn't worth shit. No damn. shade. It wasn't. And then 
after a while, she started being really shady towards me and stuff. And she always knew, because I'd let it be known from the get-go, I want to have my own practice. Right. And I said, if I was to ever leave, and I know your, your, your stance is you want them to stay here. I said, but if they ask me where am I going, what should my response be? And she specifically said, as long as you, ask, you bring them to the practice first, then it's fine. And if they want to go with you, that's fine. Yeah. Well, put in my notice. Got into a doctoral program, all that other good stuff. She decides where I put in my notice. Well, the clients need to stay here. That's not our agreement. That's not the agreement. Right. I understand what the contract said. However, me and you had a verbal agreement. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. So now she wanted to flip it. This chick tried to sue me for $36,000. Are you serious? 10000 for pain and suffering. And my lawyer was like, this is contract. You don't even get no damn pain and suffering with this shit. Are you fucking kidding Mental me? Mental anguish. Baby. I was like, I know good and damn well. But the problem was she was trying to leave because she didn't want to be a therapist anymore. She just wanted to run the practice. Yeah. So I was your top biller. Mm. So you, I'm your cash cow. Yeah. So of course you, and she told one of my friends who said, yeah, I just can't miss out on all that money. And so you just going to come. And we could, the thing is, this is what I don't really like about the the season of entrepreneurship or just like the business of it, right? Mm -hmm. Like I feel like there, sometimes when we are doing business, we forget about the human element. That part. Shit, y'all could have had a Mind real you, she conversation. she's a psychologist. She's a psychologist. Y'all could have had a real conversation. Hey, girl, I, you know I don't want to do this shit no more. I know you ready to start your own practice. We, just, we ain't got no money in this bitch. So what What you want to do? You know what I'm saying? Like, let's just take the shame away from it and have a real conversation. That would have been nice. Yeah. <laughs> because And it came from another black woman. Yeah, yeah. You know, so then, mind you, she knew I was starting my doctoral program. Mm -hmm. She knew I was in the middle of starting this practice. So we legit was going back and forth for, like, almost two months. Wow. Matter of fact, the way I found out she was suing me, I was – on my way to work, I got an email. Someone just told me to check my email because my clients were on their way there. Mm -hmm. Had I not checked that email, she would have had me arrested for trespassing. In front of your client. Some just told me to check my email, and she was like, you were um, effective immediately. You're no longer working here. Da -da 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 -da. I had all her lawyers come after me, try to scare me, which, you know, like my, my friend who was my lawyer said, that's that's what their job. They're doing their job. Right. right okay. Right, cool. Right. So then we were going back and forth all this time. So we got down from thirty six thousand to fourteen thousand. I'm like, okay, whatever. And my my lawyer at the time, I couldn't stand her ass either because I'm sitting up here like, bitch, you're not listening to shit I have to say. say you thinking right. I'm just on some shady shit? And no, yeah. no. Have you been completely isolating yourself in business? Like, you don't have people that you could do this business with. Well, you need coworkers, and that is why we created the Entrepreneurs Coworkers Community. This allows you to be able to develop relationships with other people in your community. So, in the Entrepreneurship Coworkers Community, we have a complete Slack channel where you get to talk to other CEOs just like you. We give you a quiz to find out who you are and what type of CEO you are. And in this quiz, you get to meet other CEOs that may be more creative or 
traditional or hybrid. We have these CEOs there for you. But even taking it up a notch, we have local chapters in your city. From Atlanta to Dallas to New York to Houston to Chicago. Chapters in your city where we're actually linking up every single month to work together. Linking up to go to brunch together. Having fun together. Doing community service outreach. Like this is a section of our life where we can really co-work and mingle with other people. It's time for you to get some co-workers, sis. And this community is completely free. Just because you're watching this podcast, all you have to do is stop, pause the podcast, click the link below, take the assessment, get in the community, and I'll see you there. Bye, co-worker. Back to the episode. Shay, because we're black, so they already are looking at us like, well, you want some bullshit anyway. Right, right. You probably so, did X, Y, and Z. And mm-hmm. I'm like... I will never work with you again. Just get me through this shit. Because what they didn't know was I was already in the process of filing for bankruptcy. Mm. I didn't follow through with it just yet because of whatever was going on. Right. And then when that was the case, the person who was helping me, she was like, just wait. Just wait this whole thing out. Yeah. We'll, We'll handle it on the back end. So I waited and I put that on pause. So by the time I did... My um bankruptcy and that all thing got settled down because it got settled for fourteen thousand. Mm-hmm. She only got the two thousand that I proposed to her ass to get in, in the, the first place. place. So and, and if we would have just talked about this, all of this could have been prevented. Avoid. But then also, if I listened to God the first time, all this could have been prevented. You know, too. sometimes he gotta you know hard that head part, make a soft, soft ass. ass. Okay, okay, and I, and even with that, I'm okay because everything about my career has been a faith journey. Yes, I went to school for journalism. Mm. I was working at Chicago Tribune and ABC in Cleveland. God got me into therapy. That was never my whole thing. So everything when he speaks, and I always tell my clients, your gut is the thing that's your anchor. Mm -hmm. When you go against it, you notice calamity happens. And that was okay. This is just a part of my story now that I can share. Absolutely. And now we can talk about it. And I think um, that's the thing because my brother, Cody, we have a show on Monday. It's called Uh The Monday Meme Child. And he been talking about his bankruptcy journey. Listen, he's so happy. He like, I'm free. Baby. <laughs> Baby. When I was looking like, I was like, wait. Hey, I got to do this. Oh, shit. Like, he is, when I tell you he is throwing a bankruptcy party. I ain't mad at him. <laughs> Girl, you got to listen to it. You it know what? Kiki. I should have did that shit for myself. <laughs> but how did you get to the point where it's like, you know what? I need a new start, and I, I deserve a new start. I think the biggest thing was, like, like I said, I was really good with my money, but when you're only making like thirty thousand a year, because mm-hmm. I was working for a social service service agency, yeah, I started making out I think thirty four. I left making like forty two. Mm. So I was living off credit cards because hell, that's what you got in yeah. that cute ass brand yeah. <laughs> that I used my credit card up yes. to pay for this shit. Yes. Yes. That, I was like, girl, you you just, you, mm-mm. so now it's like, uh-uh. What the business can afford, that's what the business can afford. For. Right. We ain't paying shit out your own pocket no nah, more. Nah, I'm not sinking myself that for this part, damn business no more. That part. <laughs> so honestly, when I, when I made the decision, because it was a hard decision, because, you know, we're always taught it's a negative connotation. You don't yeah. file for bankruptcy. Exactly. But at the same time, I'm like, when I realize other white people do this shit all the time, Hell, Trump do this I shit all the time. A president. Like every two seconds. Yes. Like, and he said that's smart. Yeah. <laughs> Facts. Well, shit, I'm gonna be smart too. Right. You know, and I had to really just sit with after I was talking to, and thankfully I have a really good circle. Mm-hmm. They all sat down and said, Lauren, it's okay. Yeah. It's not about you as a person. After seven years, and I'm almost at that seven year mark. Please hurry up and get this shit off. Listen. Um, but 
It happens. Yeah. It wasn't like you was just out here squandering your money. You wasn't. You, you don't know, buy Birkins and all the things. And my mom was like, you should have bought a few. Birkins. <laughs> At least I would have something to look at. I was like, oh, hell, I should have got at least two. Right. Two good Louis Vuitton purses. At least two. They was like, but I didn't. My stuff was always towards me living and my business, whatever it was at the time. That's all my money ever went towards. And so once I was able to do that, I said, okay, this is legit the fresh start that you need. And I was able, and the thing that I was proud about myself any money that I had to pay for her mm-hmm. never came out my business. Mm. I said, you will take money from this part-time job and all this other shit before you ever see a dime from Colter Justin. Yes. So I was like, take your little raggedy ass money. Mm-hmm. Your 2000 like I told your right. ass to take in the first place. Yes. And I was good. I washed away. And now we got this 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 new business, baby. this new baby. That's right? my baby. Um, but what I know, it's a flourishing journey, but I know it's yeah. been a little ghetto. Oh, it's been a lot ghetto. <laughs> it's oh, been, it's a been a little ghetto. So when you think about the journey, what is the, in the, becoming a CEO and yeah. learning that skill, what is the ghettoest thing that you think about? Depending on other people to do their fucking job. Ooh, my, all right, y'all, that is the end of... <laughs> Because, goddamn. Because the biggest <laughs> thing is, for a lot of my staff members, they're dependent on my license. Mm-hmm, so it's mm-hmm. different if you coming in with my license already. Yeah. I ain't got to do nothing. Whatever happens is on you. Yeah. When you're coming in under my license, meaning when you're not turning in your notes on time, mm-hmm. when we are um, waiting for you to get certain things done, when we're waiting on your malpractice insurance, because some, we had somebody who did not pay their malpractice insurance. Mm. And they was like, oh, yeah, I just didn't pay it. So if something was to happen to my business, right? not only is that your ass, because I think y'all forget, that's still your ass. Facts. That's mine too. Right. And that not only affects your livelihood, that affects everybody. everybody. Just Chicago and Atlanta. You affect, you just shitting on everywhere in the United States out that here. Part. And it's not only affecting that, it's affecting our clients because they need us. And not only that, if let's say an insurance company said they want to do an audit, mm-hmm. And they don't see the note attached to that. Guess how much money is going to have to come back and we got to pay them back. That's the part, especially because I don't think people in private practice really get it. The billing. You can sit up here and do a session April. You might just get paid for that, depending on how slow that one may Mm -hmm. be. I might get paid for that now. Wow. When we had to go through that whole shit where the bank account got hacked. Yeah. Yeah usually it's just, hey, here's my new bank account information. That's it. No. That took about four months. What? So you got to give them all the new information. You got to give them the new bank account. You got to provide all this other uh, C9 or 10, whatever those forms were. You got to do all that stuff. And then they got to go through a processing part and a verification part. Just to send you your money. Just to send me my money. And then y'all want to get paid on some money I ain't even got yet. And that's another thing, because I know a lot of practices don't, but I don't believe in you not getting paid for work that you did. Yeah. So I'm already stepping out on the limb by paying you before we even get paid. Yeah, you are. And you already are creating us a risk. That part. You know what I'm saying? It's a risk because what if it comes back? What if, what if a it refund doesn't? happen? What if it don't come in? You know what I'm saying? And mm-hmm. I'm stepping out on faith that you're going to do the right thing and you're going to make sure. And I'm already, I'm starting from the negative. Because people don't get, 
when you're coming on, I'm already in a negative. Yeah. Right. So that might be your psychology today profile Mm -hmm. because I am big on branding. Mm -hmm. I want you to have the greatest head start. This whole thing about people reading your bios, they're not going to read that. They're going to see your picture first. So meaning I'm going to make sure you have a good headshot. That's it. And let me tell you how much of a fact that is. Because, baby, when I'm scrolling on uh, black women, black yep. girl therapy, yep. I'm like, uh-uh, she ugly. And, uh-uh, she ain't cute. And people think that that's a joke. I'm <laughs> no, like, no, for real. There's a psychology behind the branding I'm like, nah, she don't look that cute. So I'm trying to sit up here, <laughs> get your headshot done, yes, right? Yes. Make sure your makeup is done because, yes. no, you can't use yours. I don't know how yours work. I know right. how mine's work. Right. So you're going to get that done, yes, right? Yes, yes. All this other you stuff. What what have you brought in thus far? Zero. I don't already because you can walk away right now and leave with assets. That part. That part. And not only that, if you're not a good therapist, these damn clients ain't gonna stick with you. Oh no. And we've had somewhere it was like, and you don't know until you hire. Yeah. That's that's the most ghetto part. I had one girl try to another chick try to sue me because I had to let her go. You have the nastiest attitude, and I'm really big on I'm creating something specifically. I want you to love what you do where you do it, Mm -hmm. okay? And I've worked for shitty-ass social service agencies where you don't make that much money. They treat you like garbage, and they still expect for you to show up and have a smile on your face. At least I'm paying you your worth. Right. I'm investing my time into you. I'm giving you supervisions. I'm giving you trainings. And this isn't even for... Full-time workers mm. is for part-time. Ciao. They get a $300 stipend every year just for CEUs because we have to keep that up. Mm. Your job don't, your full-time job don't even offer you that. It sure don't. But you can't take heed to coaching. Right. Or even listen to when your clients are like, this one girl told her client, well, she just needs medication. First of all, we're not psychiatrists. You don't tell your <laughs> doggone client you just need medication and she just got trauma. So you're belittling her. Putting her down, and that yeah. is what they came here for. Yes, because that's what. And and the thing is, it goes back to that, right? Because these people now represent you, you and your brand. Absolutely. So when I talk about, I'm not going back. I'm not going and trying another one at another therapist there. You know what I'm saying? It's or not anywhere? No, I'm I'm probably done. I am probably most people do not go, and I just think about the journey of therapy for me. I had to make myself try multiple people. Yep. Most people are gonna try a person and be like, mm, I don't like that. We ain't really vibe. So that's it. This just yeah. must not be for me. Yeah. And my biggest thing I have, I always tell them, I was like, regardless if they stay with you or not, make it such a pleasurable experience that they can find what they're looking for. Because what people yeah. forget to say is that. You're not going to be a good fit for everybody, and that's yes. fine. Yes. And, hell, sometimes you just might get that client to the halfway point. That ain't your job to get them to the full, mm. to the finish line, right? Um, but, like, the one girl just got pissed, and we had clients that would call us back and say, I don't believe she represents your organization, so I will never downplay you or your business. Mm. But she was a terrible therapist. And thank and most clients wouldn't even call you and no. tell you that. So you wouldn't even know. No. It ain't like you in Zoom calls, you can go back and listen to it That's and right. audit it. I just have to trust what's happening and trust my instinct and happen to walk by the door and yeah. see what's going on. And one thing I have learned, because the, the ghetto part in the beginning is when you had to fire people. Yeah. I get more comfortable with that part. Yeah. That shit don't hurt as much. Because <laughs> some of the stuff they do is just be so egregious. Yeah. And I'd be like, at this point, you hurting the business. So uh, my job as a CEO is to predict the business. So you, you got to go. go. Yep. 
You know, so those are the immediate things because I think people think, oh, you're a counselor. You're not a – like sometimes they are the worst ones to work with. Yeah, you would think all therapists are healed. Oh, God, no. <laughs> I see therapy, my therapist therapy. every two weeks. I saw that girl right before I got on the plane yesterday. Because I got around my family members for our family reunion. All my coping skills went out the window. <laughs> I was like, girl, girl, Dr. <laughs> Jessica, I will see you tomorrow. Yes, but no, it. it's just, you know, as, as beautiful as this journey has been, mm-hmm. It's like when you're riding a wave, it's like I'm always nervous about, oh, if I make this move, if I make this yeah. move. But then it's kind of just like I couldn't complain because for the most part, I've been good. Yeah. yeah. I've been good. And, and you got to ride the waves. It, it, as much as you go high, you got to come low. Gotta you know what I'm saying? And it's lessons in the failures. It's lessons mm-hmm. in these things. And I, I love that you are in a space, and like you said, you are – tailoring your services to black women because now and i'm gonna go down to black ceo black women ceos because we need you okay because we be going through a lot of stuff but what is your take on i think even ceos needing therapy oh god (laughs) like if you if you crazy enough to become an entrepreneur you crazy enough to know that you need a therapist yes because you got to think about it this is i tell people all the time don't come into this if you're not called to it. Mm. Because the mental ge- um, gymnastics you have to do to sustain yourself to even keep going, yeah, it's not sustainable. I don't care if it's just once a month. You need a safe place where there's no bias, where you feel like you're being supported, where yeah. you feel like you're being heard, where you can cry. You want to say, fuck this shit today, yeah. but I got it 15 minutes later. Right. You need that type of space. No Your friends are not that. Nope. Your C-suite is not that. Because guess what? They still expect for you to do your damn job so you can pay them. Facts. You know? Yeah. You have to have a safe space to where you can process it, you can get some understanding, and they can help you get outside yourself so you can see it from an objective point of view. Mm. Right? Because a lot of times, you know, we keep trying to dig it and dig it and dig it. And it's like, you need somebody that's going to be like, step back. Yeah, yeah. Look. Yeah. And then you're able to put the puzzle pieces together. But I don't understand in the year of our Lord in 2023 how nobody has a therapist. You, everybody has to have one. And I think that was one of the most healing things that I've been at. And it allowed me to be a better person, a better CEO, a better boss, a better friend, yep. a better girlfriend. Like, all of those things was able to evolve. How do, like, if someone's out there looking for a therapist, mm-hmm. how do you know? Because I feel like, and this is maybe my personal opinion, mm-hmm. I think there's a difference between my therapist that helped me with like my childhood traumas mm-hmm. and all of that. And then someone that will help me with my personal development as a CEO, like yeah. those things. Yeah. So is that true or it not make it up? Because okay. everybody has their own specialty. Got you. Okay. Right. So you might have somewhere it's just for just trauma, mm. but after you heal from that, it's kind of like, well, what else do we need to talk about? Cause right. everything doesn't always stem back to wherever that traumatic. Yeah. Cause I got is. to the point. I was like, okay, yeah. Like I know I got that. abandonment issues. My daddy wasn't shit. I get it. But, like, now I'm dealing with real-life CEO stuff, and I want to talk about that. Like, and I would say seek out those. Not necessarily, I don't see too many out there who specialize in um, business mm-hmm. type of stuff, but I do see those who are career counselors. Got you. So that they're able to help you in different ways to help look. And sometimes, because this is something that I'm working on personally, is, like, help you when you're ready for a pivot. 
Mm-hmm. Right? Because you, we a lot of times are staying in what we thought was our dream jobs. Like I was listening to one of your podcasts and the one girl said, I'm not the CEO no more. Mm-hmm. She said, no, I yeah. just as a, I think she said a consultant or the CFO or something yep, now. Yep, yep. But it's like, think about how brave that was of her to even say. Absolutely. And somebody she met in the DMs. She courted them for two years, and it was like, okay, I think you'll be a great CEO for my company. That part. (laughs) Now, God bless her for having that intuition and to be able to follow that. A lot of us, if you tell somebody that, because we're so attached to, this is mine, this is mine, it's like, but it's stunting your growth. Listen, anybody want this job? Call me. <laughs> <laughs> I'm not there I will yet. Be, I'm I will not be there the yet. CRO, chief creative officer. I would do whatever. And then you she do. had the nerve to create her own new position. Yes. yes. I was like, look at this yes. shit. Yes. But I think yes. that's a big thing. People, mm-hmm. I, we're taught to own something, and because we're so in a chokehold to say this is mine, that yeah. you forget. A lot of times you're supposed to position your business to be sold. Yes. So regardless if you're doing it now or later, if you don't want to do it at all, that's power for you. Yes. And it's okay to release it because it's something better on the other side. Absolutely. But you got to be open to even finding it. I love this. And I want y'all to know that all of y'all, if you ain't got a therapist, okay, please see us. Please come see (laughs) us. Okay, listen, we're going to have to do a part two where I just get on the couch and you just. Girl, come on, we can do me, it. Just give me the therapy that I that I need, okay? We're going to do a live episode, y'all. We can do it. Listen, I'm down. I want y'all to know uh, the transformation that happens in that room between those conversations. It's stuff that you can't even talk to your man about. Hank. You know what I mean? Like you don't have the words to explain. No. Them. And then they just start just pulling back. You just like, oh, my God. You mm-hmm. see me. Yes. I seen. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> and it's like it gives you the language to describe those things that you, they didn't have the language for. Yeah. I was talking to my aunt over the weekend just about what her family dynamics was growing up with, like, my great-grandmother because yeah. my grandfather didn't raise them. And my grandmother passed away when they were, like, six. And just hearing her story, and I'm just processing, like, that's how all this trauma still kind of goes within the generation. Yeah. And a lot of times we just work our way through it. Mm. We get another accomplishment. Yeah. We get wealthy. Yeah. We do this. But then behind that, you are still not happy and not able to enjoy your success. Period. Exactly. I love it. I love it, y'all. Before Girl. we go, this is a good illustration. <laughs> I got my whole life. All right. But before we go, I, I have a question. Okay. Okay. Now, I know we talked about the highs, the lows, the ups, the downs, but what is the one thing that has happened over the last week, Mm. the last two weeks that you just feel like you need to vent about? Welcome to my couch. Ooh. Oh, Jesus. (laughs) Mm. Girl, I mean, when I tell you, last month was rough. Mm. Like, and when I say I lost those two ladies at the top of the year, and it made me question myself. As a leader. Yeah. Like, I'm like, what am I doing? What am I saying? Why are people leaving? Mm-hmm. Because before then, we had one person that I had to fire, mm-hmm. another person who left, but that was a smooth transition leave. And then these two. And I'm just like, granted, you know intuitively it's like, y'all not good fits no more here. Right. But you start blaming yourself. But you start blaming yourself. Mm-hmm. And I was, I'm grateful I have a good team where they're like, Lauren, you know it's not you. Mm-hmm. They was like, when we come here, it's a pleasure to work here. Mm-hmm. You know, it, it's a pleasure. It's it's not, it's not something we dread. Mm-hmm. 
So, you know, you got to deal with that back and forth. And then it's just financially. Yeah. I'm not used to not living a particular way. Right. right. <laughs> and for the most part, my lifestyle hasn't really changed, but yeah. it's it's always the fear in the back of my mind. like The anxiety. That never leaves because no. there's a difference between perpetual anxiety mm-hmm. and just generalized anxiety, yeah. right? So that money, because when you've been low mm-hmm. and didn't know, like, when the hell is this shit going to pop? Right. That's always in the back of my mind, like, as long as I can pay my rent yeah, and I can pay my staff. Yeah. I'm good. I don't care about anything else. Lord, I'll figure it out. Yeah. But let me be able to do that. Right. I'm straight. Yeah. I'm straight. But that was that was the biggest thing. It was like, people say turnover happens. By the grace of God, I haven't experienced turnover like that in my business. And we're going on five years, October 8th. Yeah. I never experienced it like that. Yeah. And so now I'm trying to get comfortable with the idea of some people will stay a lifetime, some people are only going to stay a That's moment. Yep. And that's okay. But now I'm more specific about what I pray about and who I want. <laughs> right. Like, Lord, I need you. Baby. <laughs> and if they do... Let it be an easy transition. Right, let me be prepared. Don't let it be disrespectful. Okay. Because when I take the therapist hat off, you know, you still That's different. Yes. <laughs> I'm Southside's finest. Let me be very perfectly clear with you, okay? I love it. I love it, y'all. Listen. And I even love, like you said, your your staff reaffirming you. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? Because yeah. a lot of people, if you are not a CEO and you're listening to this and you are on someone's team, don't forget to affirm your CEO. Like, we don't yeah, always get no. to hear, like, you're doing a good job. Yeah. Thank but we you. we appreciate you. you. We appreciate you because there's so many things that we're battling. Yeah. Yeah. Waking up, I remember waking up in cold sweats because of certain things. Same. You know what I mean? So sometimes, and you don't talk about it. You're or not, not you even just, going to sleep because you're worried about it. So come on. And then one thing I do want to share this because I do think this could help somebody. Mm-hmm. I've had I during the pandemic when a low low season because we were like the essential workers. Nobody was talking about. Mm-hmm. I was going through suicidal ideations. Mm-hmm. And I and I, I was grateful I was able to catch it quick. Yeah. But it was like I was so low to I was like, wait a minute. That's not me. Yeah. And I had to get on medication to help me out for a little bit. Yeah. Now I just take it like um I take my anti anxiety medication as needed because mm-hmm. sometimes you just need help a little bit. Right. But and it's okay. And it's okay. Yeah. Cause I really had to wrap my mind around they wanted to put me on an antidepressant. I said no. Yeah. And my nurse practitioner was like, I hate working with y'all. Y'all ain't going to tell the full truth anyway. Right. But I said, but let me work on this. I'll take that, but I'm not going to do this. Yeah. And then I was back to therapy, like, for sure, for sure, like, every week for a little bit. But I, the reason why I wanted to share that is because sometimes talking it out is not enough. Mm-hmm. You need a little bit extra. Mm-hmm. So I take my anti-anxiety as needed yes. because, again... This shit is no joke. It's no, it's the the hardest battle we've ever fought. Okay, that it part. is it is hard. Yes, but you, like I said, we probably wouldn't trade it for a world. Not, you know, not I mean? at all. I get fired if I went back to <laughs> again. Like it just be like, let me just stay here in my purpose and figure it out. Yes, yes, I love yes. it, y'all. If y'all enjoyed this episode, make sure you like, comment, and subscribe, and also leave us a review. Let us know in the comments. If you love this and what part really resonated with you, right? Like this is one of those episodes I feel like you got to go back and watch like two or three times. You know Mm -hmm. what I mean? And when things are getting hard, go back and watch this episode and remember like I'm not alone. You're not. 
I'm I not, promise you, I, you're not. Oh, my friends over there at the Ghetto CEO podcast you said that she's supposed to. Be <laughs> okay, that was speaking to my soul, right? <laughs> and just know that you are not alone in this journey. Yes. And please, 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 please. Find you a therapist. I ain't going to say find somebody to talk to because you need somebody that specializes in this to actually speak to you Mm -hmm. about this CEO journey. Not your friend, not your uh, co-worker, not your mama. Like somebody that has no biased opinion Mm -hmm. and that's truly, truly just here for you. Yep. Okay. Now listen, I will see you guys on the next episode and make sure you uh, tune in to the Monday meetings where me and Cody talk about all things being an entrepreneur. See you guys later.